We are going to start a new sermon series. We're not starting it this morning. We finished with Neglected Treasures, but and next Sunday we're going to start with a new one, Connecting with God. And we're going to do that for about three months or so through the end of March, and I'm excited about that. So please come next uh, next week expecting a new series. And and this this new series is focused specifically on our personal relationships with the Lord. What does it mean for us to connect with God? And we want to start our year uh, specifically doing that. In fact, we did that during the Bible class time today. During the Bible class time, we prayed. And there were groups all over this auditorium that were praying about specific things. We spent about 40 minutes or so just praying to God. And we want to continue to pray and to read and study and, and be one with the Lord in 2019 as we start this year. So please be aware of that. Um, on Jul- January 27th, we're going to have our AGM. We have to do this uh, by Alberta law because we are a society. We have to have an annual general meeting. We'll have our annual general meeting on January 27th in this room during the Bible class time. It's really important that you be here that day. Uh, the reason for that is because we're supposed to have a quorum in order for it to be an official meeting. I can tell you right now, we're not making any big decisions on that day. There's no huge decisions that have to be made. There's no big vote or anything like that. But we do need you here. We're also going to be sharing the budget on that day. So please make sure that you're here for the AGM on January 27th at 1010. And then we won't have to pester anybody about, uh, you know, were you there trying to count membership or anything? If we just have a lot of folks here and have a quorum, then that's the easiest thing in the world. Uh, Daryl Bean is our chairperson. He'll be running that meeting along with uh, Bud Ashby, who's going to present our uh, our budget that day. So please be prepared for that. It's a new year. You knew that. It's a new year, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what God is going to do through us, in us, in 2019. And this morning, we're going to spend some time talking specifically about those kinds of things. But we're going to do this by asking the question, who are we? Who are we as a church? And uh, we've got some documents here that we're going to pass out. Mana, if you would maybe recruit a couple of people, maybe Shane, if you could help Mana, and uh, maybe Paul, if you could help Mana as well. We're just going to pass these documents out. And I'm going to go through this with you this morning briefly. And, And what these are are some documents that kind of identify who we are as a church. You know, we're a, we're a church family that is not, uh, uh, in contrast to some groups, like we're not identified by our denominational affiliation. We don't have a denomination of which we're part. We are simply a church of Jesus Christ. And there's no, there's no head office somewhere. There's no body that governs us from another place. There's no belief statement that originated from outside this congregation that we have to follow. None of those things hold true for us. Instead, we are simply an independent church of Jesus Christ and the Lord. And I'm grateful for that. But just because we are this independent body of Christ doesn't mean that we don't have some kind of identity. We would have an identity, whether we had any document to pass out this morning or not, we would still have some kind of identity. All we've done is simply take some of the things that identify us and take note of them. And so there are some things, for example, that we believe that we're going to look at in just a moment here. And these things simply work to identify who we are as a church of Jesus Christ. 
What we want more than anything is to say that our identity is simply developed and, and outlined by the Scriptures. So you ask, what kind of church are we? Well, we simply want to be a church that follows the Bible. We want to do what the Bible says to do. We want to believe the things that are central within Scripture. And so we want those kinds of things to identify us. And that's what we're going to look at here in just a second. So this says on the front, the Calgary Church of Christ, January 2019. And all this is is simply a statement of the fact that we are that. We are the Calgary Church of Christ. In fact, you may or may not know this. The word the at the beginning of that is actually part of our official designation in the province of Alberta. And so I don't... That's what it says, the Calgary Church of Christ. Nobody can actually take that name uh, other than us. That's an official designation. And that's what we want to talk about this morning is who we are. But the fact is, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this and you all have an idea about who we are as a church. And you believe certain things. You think certain things about who we are. And you even think certain things are right or wrong about who we are. So this document doesn't represent the the mindset of every person here is if we're all robots. We have some freedom to be who we are in Jesus for sure. But we do think that these things are things that, that tend to identify who we are in Christ. And we want to start with the what we believe statement. We've had this in place now for several years. You can actually find this uh, on a plaque outside the uh, sound room there. And if you go through this quickly, and we're not going to, we're not going to go through it. I'm not going to read all of these 12 statements from our what we believe statement, but there are 12 of these positions that we've taken. And what, what we basically say is these are the things that, that we identify with in terms of our belief system. And it doesn't mean that you have to believe every one of these in order to be a member of our church. It doesn't mean that you have to believe every one of these, certainly not to just be a Christian. But these are things that we've said identify our congregation. And among our leaders and teachers, if you're going to be a a teacher in our church, if you're going to be a leader in our church, these are things that we want you to believe and follow. And I guess the way to say that is we would not want someone to come and teach something that is actually in opposition to one of these 12 statements. And so do we all need to believe everything that's written on these pages? No, this is not a creed. It's simply a summary statement of the kind of things that we believe. You'll notice that at the bottom of the 12, there's kind of an expanded, uh, not list, but there's a number of items there that come after the 12 in paragraph form, which are kind of negotiable matters. These are things that we don't think we need to take a strong position on, but we have taken a position. And, And basically, we're just saying, this is where we're at right now as a church on these particular items. And it doesn't mean these things won't change in the future, but that's where we're at right now. And just so that people know, sometimes people come to a church and they think, who is this church? What do these people believe? Well, there's some of the things that we believe. And here are some ways in which we even work through some negotiable matters as well. And so this is a kind of key identifying document for who we are as a church. And we thought it would be good to start out the year by letting people see this. The fact is, all of the documents that I'm going to show you here in just a moment are all on our website. And so if you if you lose this piece of paper or if you want to refer back to it again, you can go to the website and find all these things. But it's been several years now since we started out our year by doing just what we're doing this morning, by going through these different points. And we thought it would be a good way to start our year by, again, summarizing these things. 
Every few years, it's probably good for us to kind of say, this is who we are and kind of bring us together into a, an alignment and common mindset. So those 12 things, and I'd love for you to work through those. If you need to take your Bible and work through each one of those and see whether or not you agree with all of those, that would be great. Um, every one of those, hopefully, is instructive and written in a way that will inform you, teach you, and at the same time, challenge you. And maybe you'll think, well, I, you know, I don't know if I believe each one of these. Let me sort this out and go through that. Because again, it's not a, it's not something that says this is what you have to, to believe in order to be a part of our church, but it is something that says this is generally what we believe as a church. And these are the things that we think identify us as the Calvary Church of Christ. Well, after that, what we believe statement, you're going to find our mission and core vision. And our mission is on the wall here on this banner behind me to the left, to my left. And it's been there actually since June of 2010 that that's been our, our mission. And then you'll see along with that that there's a core vision. And the core vision has to do with the notion of making disciples in relational environments. And that comes on the heels of a mission that says we're trying to actually reach the world for the Lord Jesus Christ, one person at a time. We we don't carry out our mission or our core vision near as well as we'd like to, but we would like to. It'd be wonderful if lots of people were in, for example, life groups coming to the Lord. It'd be wonderful if people were growing in Christ through those groups and in all kinds of relational ways coming to know Jesus better. And we're always hoping that that will be the case. So we're hoping that our mission and our our vision are going to contribute to, to our identity and drive the mission and vision of our church. And I hope that somehow you can get behind those or that those are already something that you take seriously and uh, and apply in your life, in terms of your life with Christ. Next, you will find an, a statement about an emphasis on discipleship. And this hasn't always been as much at the core of who we are as we're hoping that it will be. Uh, some of you know that over the last little while, there has been a lot of discipleship kind of activity, especially within our leaders so that we've had elders and elders' wives kind of working through with the staff a a discipling kind of relationship. And so I worked with Miles and with Darcy Pollock uh, for three months or so, talking about uh, some things having to do with my own discipleship life. And all of our elders and staff were doing that with each other, adopting a discipleship kind of relationship with each other. And we did that over, as I said, a period of about three months. And it was quite healthy and, and fruitful and helpful. But we think that Jesus wants all of us to be disciples of his. In fact, let me just stop. Like this, I know this is really clear for all of us, I think, but most. The word disciple simply means what? Like when we talk about a disciple of Jesus and living a life of discipleship, at the kind of foundational level, what does it mean to be a disciple? How would we define that? Church, somebody, somebody is going to be able to tell me, I'm sure. Yeah, follower. In, in fact, the Greek word for disciple is the exact same word as the word for follower. They're the same thing. And so to be a disciple of Jesus is actually to be a follower of Jesus. We want to be Jesus's clones in some sense. Now, now we're not, nobody out here is going to be the son of God. Nobody out here is likely to die on a cross. No one out here is going to die for the sins of the world. Nobody out here is going to be one who participates as the word of God in the creation of the world. But we still want to follow after the life and ministry of the man, 
the human person, Jesus Christ. And so we are wanting to follow Jesus, follow Jesus in his relationship with God. Uh, and so to be a disciple simply means to conform more and more to the life of Jesus. And so you'll find three paragraphs there that talk specifically about how we want to conform more to the life of Jesus and make discipleship more and more a, a central element within our church. Um, and I, if, if anything perhaps is going to get as much emphasis or more emphasis than anything else in 2019 among the things that we're talking about this morning, this is probably it. This whole notion of discipleship and the idea of being a Jesus follower in everything that we do. You know, for a while, people were walking around saying, what would Jesus do? And people wore wristbands and things like that. And, you know, that sometimes that became a, almost a point of uh, fun for the world to talk about these people who were doing WWJD. But there is something wonderful about the idea of following Jesus and asking the question, what was Jesus's life like? What were his priorities? Who was he? And can we be like Jesus? And so we want to be Jesus-following kind of people, and discipleship certainly does that. And so I'm glad that that's a strong emphasis within our congregation. Our core spiritual values is certainly a, a key element in who we are in identifying uh, the Calgary Church of Christ. In fact, when I was talking a moment ago about the discipleship that was going on among our leaders where elders were discipling staff and staff were discipling elders and elders' wives were were uh, discipling staff wives and all that kind of thing. Um, it was actually our core spiritual values that we used as the basic curriculum for that discipleship process for about three months. And then afterwards, we got together and debriefed about how uh, that impacted all of us. And there was growth that took place because all of us went through our core spiritual values. And we asked the question, how, how are you doing in terms of your prayer life? How are you doing in terms of your life with God in, in Bible study? How are you doing in discipling other people for Christ? How are you doing with reference to your life of service? How are you doing in reference to your life of holiness? All those elements within our core spiritual values were focused on by those people who were discipling each other within our leadership team. And so that actually remains a key uh, portion of the discipling that's going on in different contexts. Some of you in this room are discipling other people. And it could be that the core spiritual values is a list that you're using in order to disciple those. We've got a lot of other material that also is used for discipling folks, but the core spiritual values is a central piece of the discipling that's going on. And so therefore, individuals are, are taking on this kind of identity within themselves by uh, focusing on the core spiritual values. And then finally, uh, in this list, we've got our expanded vision and strategies. And, uh, you know, we've already talked about how we have a core vision, the notion of making disciples and relational, uh, re relational um, what am I saying, environments, thank you. But this expands that. There are several other elements to the ministry here, and we, we want certain things to characterize what we do in ministry. We want certain things to, to say, this is who we are as a church in terms of the things we're trying to do in our community. Uh, what does it mean to be this kind of church carrying out this kind of work? And so, again, I'm not going to go through, I think there's 11 different elements to the expanded vision. I'm not going to go through all of that, but I certainly encourage you to look at it and see uh, what that means. So these, these things in this document, and again, I, I hope that you take this home. I'd love to have you go through it, think about it, pray about it, um, 
Think about what it means that these things are part of the identity of our congregation. What does it mean for us to look like this as a church? Or, or what are the ways in which we don't look like this as a church and we want to look like this as a church? Um, I, I really, I hope that you go through this, these documents and look at this. Um, and by the way, I might tell you that some of these, the expanded vision and strategies or the core spiritual values, these have been in place since uh, before Kelly came. And so I'm not giving you completely new information. Some of this stuff might seem kind of new, like, boy, I've never seen our expanded vision before. What, you know, where did that come from? Or where do we get these core spiritual values? It's been several years since we've brought these in front of the church in, in quite as pointed a way as we're doing this morning. Uh, but they've been in place now for years, uh, probably 15 years or so, most of them. So they've already worked to help identify who our, our church is. We've, we've tweaked them a little bit over the years, but basically these are the same things that have been there for several years. And I, I, God has used them in the past, and I hope that God continues to use them in terms of identifying who we are. Now I want to read a passage that comes from the Gospel of John. And, it, you know, it, it, it was for a while the case uh, in churches of Christ, that we were trying to get a handle on exactly who we were. And people, keep set, people kept saying, we need to be more and more Christ-centered. We need to be focusing on who Jesus is. And so this word Christological kept coming to the front. People would say, we need to have a Christological focus. And, and I absolutely agree with that. I think we do need a, a, a central Christological focus to who we are as a church. I wanted to read a passage that comes from the Gospel of John, and what's happening here is that John, the Baptist, in this case, is baptizing people along the Jordan River. And as he does so, he looks up and he sees his relative coming. And the relative that he sees coming, of course, is Jesus of Nazareth. So he sees Jesus coming, and there is some kind of aha moment, I think, on John's part. I'm sure he's sensed it before, but at this point, it seems to be crystal clear. And so John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. So he sees the Spirit come down and land on his relative, on Jesus. And, and I think John, again, he knew before this who Jesus was, but something's going on, something new and different. There's an awakening taking place in John's understanding. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will, be, who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. Jesus is God's chosen one. He's the Messiah, the anointed one of God, who calls forth from us faith and action and ministry, commitment, a communal kind of devotion by all of us to this one who is the chosen one. And so we've gone through some documents this morning identify who we are, I think in some pretty specific ways, and I hope some really biblical ways. But if nothing else, there's got to be this key kind of identification where we say we are the Calgary 
church of Christ. Christ. That Jesus becomes absolutely everything for us. And we focus our lives, our commitments, our faith on him. I hope we can do that together in a wonderfully rich way in 2019, devoting ourselves absolutely to Christ and being all that God wants us to be as his people. Oh, I pray we can do that. Let's pray. Holy Father, these, uh, the compilation of putting together some thoughts about who we are this morning is just a human endeavor. These are things that we just come up with as human beings trying to sort out as best we can what it means to be your followers. We probably fail at that in some ways. In other ways, you've blessed us and your spirit is present and, and so something good comes from it. But we just want in all these ways, in all this identifying of ourselves, we just want to serve you more than anything. And, and we want to be identified as people of Jesus. We want to be Christ's people. We want to be the church of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. That's all we want. And we pray that you'd help us to be. Help us in this new year in 2019 to serve you with all of our hearts, all of our commitment. We pray that our faith would be strong. We pray that our opportunities would be many. We pray that the lives that we impact, Father, that will impact them deeply and that people will come to you. We pray these things this morning all through Christ. Amen. By the way, before we uh, have, uh, go ahead and you guys, you're going to sing your group? Come back up, group. That's fine. Um, but I was just going to mention, many of you know Mike Davies. I don't think Mike is in here right now. Mike, are you here? Mike was in the first service this morning. Um, many of you have known or have heard us talk about Leonard. Leonard was also in the first service this morning. These are two, two guys that we've come to know over the last few years. And Mike, of course, was baptized here, uh, what, maybe in the beginning of the summer, back in May or something. I can't remember the date. But I know that yesterday was Mike's one-year anniversary of being sober. And so we just want to praise the Lord and, and thank him uh, for working in Mike's life. It's just absolutely a blessing. So, isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord.